the best driver in heels. Hello there, best driver in heels. Vui, welcome. Thank you very much. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. It's a hot summer's day once again uh, and mm. a car-loving Thursday. Now, today, as you mentioned yourself, we're talking about what to do in the event of uh, an unfortunate uh, accident, whether you're involved in it or you're witnessing one. Uh, mm. let, let, let's start uh, with the do's and don'ts. Now, it's really not a nice thing, but it happens. Uh, what are the things yeah. that we need to bear in mind uh, in such incidents? I think the first thing that everybody should remember is just to stay calm. Most times you just jump out of the car to confront, you know, whoever has hit you or whatever the case might be. And in that moment, you could actually be slack in your security and safety of your passengers, perhaps if there are children in the car, or items that have got that you've left, you know, in the car. Your windows could be open. And, well, you know, there's a lot of opportunistic crime in our country. Somebody could very well drive off with your car if it's still drivable and you left the keys in the ignition. So that, for me, would be the first thing. Um, the second thing would be to take pictures. What you need is proof because you know, a picture says a, a thousand words, much more than um, you, know, you can actually articulate to your insurer. So take pictures of the area, take pictures of both cars, the damage. Even take the registration number of the other car, take a picture of their license. Make sure, of course, that these pictures are clear. So you've got to be level-headed. There's no space for emotion, no matter what. And hopefully, in this particular instance, you would still have the faculty to be able to do all of those things in that you're not injured. So if somebody is witnessing um, an accident and you can see that this person is incapacitated and cannot actually do stuff for themselves, then it would be a good Samaritan type of act to basically come in and help. The other thing, other pictures that you need to want, you want to take um, are the road signage, the area, you know, because it then might come down to um, your word against theirs or vice versa where they say, no, you were straddling the lane because, you know, it wasn't marked or that kind of thing. So as where the car stops, make sure that you've got enough um, evidence, in, for lack of a better word, um, for your insurance claim thereafter. Mm. And then there are what some may call the vouchers, but that's probably not a nice term because uh, some are there to help. The, the tow truck companies, uh, yeah. what to do? I mean, some take advantage of the situation, don't they? Oh, they do. And you know, that I'm, I'm sorry to say, but I have yet to come across, or rather I've come across more vouchers than there are the actually good guys, not to say that they aren't. Be very careful what you permit them to do. Most of them are going to try and pressurize you into giving them authority to throw, to, to throw your car away. Make sure that you understand, one, the charges, and two, where they're taking your car to. Once again, if you're witnessing an accident, please make sure that this person who has been involved in an accident actually can understand what is being said. Because there's been instances where cars have been hijacked, in inverted commas, by tow truck drivers. They will tell you that it's going to cost 200 rand a day or 20 rand a day, whatever the case might be. They take your car off to some obscure place. When you get there, they tell you that it actually costs 2,000 rand um, a day to store your car. So before you even call your insurance and get the car out to replace, you could already be looking at a, a, a hefty bill. So be very careful who it is that you're dealing with. Mm, you spoke about uh, photos, pictures. Cedric Caster says if he's a witness uh, or if they are witnessing an accident, they take out their phone and record the drama posted on all social media networks. And they go on to say, I guess it's the right thing to do because everyone else is doing it. Yes and no, I'm a little bit skeptical about that because sometimes, actually, I feel it's quite invasive, particularly when people are injured. Um, and it's just, you know, people don't actually uh, blur out the number plates of people's cars, which also puts them into further danger. So for me, it's a no-go area. You can take the pictures and perhaps you can help by giving them to the affected party. But I don't think it's a 
social media. Mm. It's very interesting. I think Koki was listening to you. Maybe if she read your mind, uh, she said you get out of the car, inspect the impact, take third-party details and call insurance yeah. later and then find yeah. a passerby as a witness, if any. Yes. Also, look, from a witnessing perspective, I've been involved as a witness in, in accidents before and it's actually quite a daunting and sometimes a very long, drawn-out you know, time-costing kind of um, exercise because mm. they just keep calling you and one insurance party doesn't want to pay out. So they keep calling mm. you, they keep asking you to come to court, just postponed it, and basically you get discouraged at the end of the day. I'm not discouraging people from being helpful, just bear in mind what it is that you're in for. All right, some happy stuff now. Uh, just quickly, the Mazda 3 Sky Active, is this a new Mazda? Yes, it is. It was launched last year, around about October, and I was actually quite blown away by it. I think that a lot of people will underrate um, the um, Mazda when they're shopping around for cars, but the Mazda 3 itself is actually a very good car to drive. I would rate it very highly on styling, on driving dynamics, on quality, performance, and efficiency. Look, if we take a look at where Mazda is coming from, we can all agree, I'm sure, that the brand, in terms of its design, has evolved over the years. True. It's become smooth, it's slick. But one thing that we can agree on is that the Mazda, is, the Mazda brand is unpretentious. It's practical, yet it's still an aspirational car to drive, particularly when you take into consideration all those factors that I just mentioned. Um, I drove the Skyactiv G 2-liter engine, mm-hmm. which really was quite awesome. And um, the features within it would actually make you feel as if you're driving a more premium, upmarket, more expensive you know, vehicle than what it is that you actually have. Not to say that it is a cheap <laughs> you know, car, um, because I mean, we can debate about the price when we talk about it a little bit later. But for me, it was quite a surprise to drive. So if anybody's out there looking for a friendly type of car, spacious, good-looking car, um, fuel efficient as well, I would really highly recommend the Mazda 3. The new Mazda 3. And uh, the price? The price? Well, I had the, the privilege of driving two. I drove the entry-level a 1.6 um, engine, which... Retails at two hundred and thirty-two thousand and nine hundred, as well as the top of the range two-liter Astina um, derivative, which retails at three hundred and twenty-six thousand three hundred rand. Big price difference, but also big difference in what you're getting within the car. I would go for the two-liter engine. Mm, we're out of time. Hopefully, next Thursday we'll talk about the new hybrid BMW i8. <laughs> no problem. I've driven it. That's all I can tell you for now. You have driven it. Uh, no, sorry. I have ridden in it. I've not driven it. Ah, okay. All right. Don't forget Big me. Different. <laughs> I'm not talking to you if you're not putting me in that car. <laughs> I'll talk to you same time Thursday. <laughs> All right. Best driving heels. Buyimpofu on the drive.